Sorry, I know it's super early for you there, but like I couldn't wait. No, that's cool. Um, it's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> this is crazy. This is awesome. Um, let me see. The world this... is like, the world literally can't wait. And as soon as I saw she was wearing purple, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Philip, wake up. It's time. It's time. It's time. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty well awoken after this trailer. So. <laughs> hey, uh, let's just get into this uh, little sure. mini-sode. Um, crap, I, I, have we already broken our numbering system with the episodes? Oh, <laughs> so, well, this would be, well, 30, but um, I, we only have a brief amount of time. So do we even want to consider this we'll call it like a bonus yeah it's like a bonus mini-sode because yeah. maybe it'll be like 20-ish minutes once it's edited something yeah. shorter and if if you want to do a longer one on it like we could but we yeah. I think 30 minutes might be enough yeah so this would be a little frozen corner uh yes. mini-sode um new new they are referring to it as a full-length trailer or an official trailer mm -hmm. um now i it really is probably even shorter than the first one. Um, it's an, um, a minute, 53 seconds. Yep. I watched it on Good Morning America, and they have the intro with her, um, the part we'd already seen with the teaser, freezing the ocean waves and running up on them. Mm -hmm. But when I watched the trailer online, it doesn't, it doesn't have that same start. So yeah, it's probably shorter when you take that portion out, obviously. Huh. Yeah, this doesn't have quite the buildup of her standing on the shoreline. It sort of just kicks right off with her running up the wave. Yeah, she's running up the wave. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have her on the beach being pensive. She's sort of like ready to go at it and immediately submerged in the water, which is when you start getting the new content. Totally. Yep. The trailer's a minute 53 seconds. The uh, teaser trailer's two minutes. So this is a shorter trailer, but it has more information, more dialogue, lots to get into. There, there are some other um, synopses that have made their way online. Um, see, Frozen 2 official synopsis offers sequel storyline clues i'm seeing this on cbr.com the only thing that i read was that it's going to show the search for her origin like the power origin like why was she born with these powers but i don't know if that's just like a fan idea or if it's like maybe official the storyline but that that this story is going to like kind of dig into the source of her powers and why she was born with them yeah, that, did you read that anywhere? That's um, what it says here. What um, let's see, why was Elsa born with magical powers? The answer is calling her and threatening her kingdom. Uh, together with Anna, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven, she'll set out on a dangerous but remarkable journey. In Frozen, Elsa feared her powers were too much for the world. In Frozen 2, she must hope they are enough. Mm -hmm. that, and that's sort of said by Papa Troll. I was sort of hoping that this movie wouldn't have the trolls because I thought they were sort of like the weak link um, mm. in, the, in the original Frozen. So when they brought them back, I was like, oh man, those silly guys. But I mean, 
I'm so excited about it that it doesn't really matter uh, that they brought them back. Yeah, it um, is kind of magic centric and the trolls figure in heavily into the magic of this fantasy world. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it seems pretty straightforward, almost maybe a, a stripped down uh, minimalist approach with the sequel. Uh, not, not a whole lot of human characters, it sounds like. No, they didn't show any more of that. Those two that were featured a bit in the original trailer. Remember those two kind of sidekick characters we saw for a brief second in the first yeah. trailer? They're not in the second one. You don't learn much more about them. You don't learn anything more about them. No. Um, you see a little bit more Olaf, um, a lot more troll. And you even spotted that the mom is in this trailer. Yeah, well, yeah, she does appear briefly uh, following a brief shot of young Elsa. And then you see the cameras looking up at her mom, uh, looking in the, into the distance out the window of the castle at um, the northern lights. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe uh, the, the northern lights will figure into some of the, the magic and mysticism in the show. Or in the, in the film. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they show another shot of her doing that where everything becomes kind of like sequins and diamonds suspended in air. I don't know what you want to call that, but they did that in the first one and with this one where she sort of, the whole like world sort of like, is it freezing? Or what, what's happening when those little diamonds are like suspended and floating? What are they diamonds? I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, we see the moment that, that effect is triggered and it is during a sequence involving Elsa what appears to be a musical number yes which, yeah I can't wait dancing among all these uh, and it looks like they're kind of rendered using a combination of 2d animation and 3d animation uh, so that was kind of a, an interesting touch seeing you know the the classic um, form returning to the, the screen in this film. And what did you think of the purple, Philip? Where she's wearing purple. It's like the color of royalty, the color purple. So like, I love it. I feel like it gave her more of like a grown up, sophisticated look. Obviously the world's going to be obsessed with her ice dress. But the second I saw her in that new dress, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like the one on all the merchandise. Because there's no princesses that wear purple. None of them. That, in that the is. Lineup. So now she really is queen. That's such deep purple that I can smell the smoke on the water. <laughs> it's a, a rock reference. I don't get um, it. <laughs> yeah. um, the, there's a rock band called Deep Purple. They did the song oh, yeah, smoke, smoke on the Water. No, oh. Well, no, they're not related to Prince, but uh, yeah. The uh, real question, Philip, is yeah. what's the deal with the underwater horse mirages? Like what, what's important about these horses? Yeah. I'm and saying, what's yeah. going on with the giant marshmallow that's made out of rocks? There's so many questions that come out of this trailer for me. We did address the notion of frost giants, right? Mm -hmm. In in our teaser breakdown? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so the YouTube channel of Super Carlin Brothers did an analysis of the runes that appear on the diamonds. And there are four different... Uh, rune letters 
so, so like the ancient uh, Nor- Nor- Norse uh, runic alphabet appears, you know, in in the frozen films, and um, in the trailer and the, the teaser trailer and the teaser poster, you know, we get the the four different symbols, and uh, I can't remember exactly what they all were. Um, I think something to do with magic, something to do with. Uh, I don't know, maybe fear or something to do with um, ice. Uh, and then one to do with um, dr- giants, ancient symbol right. for frost giants. Um, and then that ended up being dead on. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just, I just want to know how it all like ends up being pulled together. Did you think that the trailer comes off a little too intense for like a Disney movie that is aimed at kids like this girl it definitely has that more grown-up vibe just like the one we had before do you think that this one's gonna be pg was the first frozen g or pg the first one was pg oh then this one will be should have been g (laughs) honestly but um she punches hans maybe that's what took it over the line yeah i don't know i guess that there are characters whose lives are i i guess it, it can like when I do watch it, it it does have some really intense, you know, emotional beats. Like um, the end when Hans is literally about to like decapitate Elsa. So I mean, I suppose that's probably what warranted the the PG rating. Uh, but yeah, the this film, I mean, doesn't look like it, it'll involve too much. Uh, the conflict won't necessarily revolve around humans. Um, those those big giants are interesting. I, I hope they do something clever with the design. Um, they kind of just look like big amorphous versions of marshmallow. At first, that's what I thought it was. But then I realized, no, it's rock. Mm-hmm. And... She kind of, in the middle of the trailer, she sees those rock giants and the horses as kind of like, I don't know what you'd call them, but like hologram type versions. So I don't know if she like is going to have like visions of some sort or, or what that is. Because when she's underwater, she sees the horses. And when she's sort of doing her dance type thing, she sees a hologram of the big rock guys and then you see the real rock guy at the very end okay i've also got this bit from the official synopsis which says that um, in frozen 2 elsa encounters a knock spelled n-o-k-k a mythical water spirit that takes the form of a horse oh, um, uses the, yeah this horse uses the power of the ocean to guard the secrets of the forest so what this uh, trailer does purportedly explain is the reason why Elsa is trying to, uh, you know, get out into the ocean, <laughs> past the waves in, right. in uh, the first trailer. It, it's, you know, presumably to chase after this horse spirit. Um, and then, yeah, she falls underneath the waves and it appears in this sort of... Um, solidified yet still liquid appearing water form um 
So I, I think the spirit probably appears to her because she does have magical capabilities, even though it's not necessarily coming from her. Yeah. Um, it's, it's maybe Elsa's sensitivity to magic enables her to sort of tap into some of these spiritual forces that normally wouldn't appear in the traditional human world. Um, now that's, that whole dynamic shifts probably quite a bit once they enter the enchanted lands to the north, which, which are alluded to in this trailer. Right. And that's where they're, that's where they're heading in their sleigh to figure it all out. And I hope that they use a lot of flashbacks. And I, again, like to echo what we talked about originally when we saw the first teaser, I hope that the whole plot isn't like centered around finding their parents. Like I'm really happy that it's more about finding why she possesses these powers. And I want to like retract my statement of like, I hope Anna gets powers. I kind of think that she won't and I kind of don't want her to. Like I want her to be the human balance of Elsa's magic you know mm-hmm. i want i want anna to stay as human as possible just to balance it out yeah one concern i had watching the or just hearing kind of the dialogue in the trailer was whether elsa will even be allowed to keep her powers if if part of the um m- the motivation will be to <laughs> find a way to remove her powers because they they've ended up you know summoning some of this potentially destructive force from this um mysterious land hmm. we'll find out in how many days november 22nd is when we'll find out all the answers to this mm-hmm. but i think that this trailer was extra exciting and i think everybody is getting really pumped up for this movie now not that they weren't before but I think this trailer gave away just enough like to bite onto, but like not enough for anyone to really, really know like what the storyline is going to be like. And I love that because I don't really like trailers that tell the whole story. So I hope they don't give away too much more as the release date gets closer. Oh my gosh. I was so happy when I saw that the runtime for this video was a cool one minute and 53 seconds and, uh, and no longer. We, there's just still so little that we know, and I, you know, kind of want it to stay that way. Um, but you know, the the further we do, uh, you know, go along in this journey and find out more and more details, like I, I kind of want to know every bit of it, just so that I'm not left in in the dark regarding the fate of this film. Although, I mean, my reasoning for wanting to really be apprised of of every little bit of information I could get my hands on, uh, mostly stemmed from like my fear that they were maybe taking it in a direction that I didn't agree with. And, uh, you know, the initial teaser totally reassured any doubts that I had that, you know, they might be going in, you know, some kind of, you know, by the numbers direction. Um, and, And this one, also, I mean, stylistically alone, it's just so, um, so interesting and exquisite um, that I know I'm in for a treat. Definitely. <laughs> it's like no other Disney movie, animation movie I've, I've seen. It's it, going to be amazing. Yeah. The, the sequel follow-up idea that they're going for could be a little formulaic just because it's like, oh, we're going to journey to 
a mysterious land that can only be accessed through magic. And there's just not going to be a whole lot of consequences to the, the real human world. Uh, you know, are the themes going to necessarily parallel the, the human arc, you know, character arcs throughout this films as nicely as they did in, in the original film? You know, part of the reason I love the original Frozen so much is it just has so much symmetry um, the like the uh, concept of of mirrors uh, plays a, a big role in, uh, in, in the original source material, but also you see that with um, you know the, the conflicts these characters are experiencing um, in in real life, but also internally as well. Um, so I wonder if you know how the these giants, you know, these forces line up with sort of the, the inner demons that are you know, oh. affecting Elsa and Anna. Um, and it could be interesting. I mean, we do see Elsa looking very frightened uh, when she's like witnessing this giant you know, for what I assume to be the first time. Um, so she's she still got a lot of like built-in fear, residual mm-hmm. fear from her upbringing to work through. Um, and also, you know, it's important to recognize that like fear isn't to be maligned totally or to be like discarded. Um, it's more important to, to manage and like to embrace the, the parts of fear uh, that are useful, but not let right. it get out of control, not let that be your first impulse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that that's so much of what Elsa like has to learn is is controlling these feelings and these powers uh, to work for her. So I guess we'll get to see that develop more and more. And I mean, I don't even want to talk about that there might be like a third, but like, I hope that this is a trilogy. So, so hopefully yeah. we get to, get to know these characters a lot during the second one and, and even more in the future. I think yeah. that Disney is really putting its best foot forward with this because it knows how much people are obsessed and <laughs> this has its own like fandom really. Yeah. Well, there's no indication that this is meant to be a conclusion to the frozen story. So good sign there. Um, I, I'm honestly, as much as I love frozen, I'm not that horribly clued into the scope of the fan base. And like, I, I don't do a lot of social media <laughs> despite, um, you know, doing this, this podcast, I haven't really interacted with other members that like frozen fan community, such as it is. And it's, it is largely a fan base composed of, of really young kids who like the music, like the characters, the aesthetics. Um, I, I feel I, there has to be an adult audience out there. There definitely too. is an adult audience. And this movie is going to cater to it because of the way it looks so grown up, but there is totally an adult fandom for frozen mm-hmm. And now this frozen like series of movies. Probably one that will engage in a much broader dialogue now that we see the world being expanded. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about, you know, as, as fans. I mean, plenty to talk about, but you know, not a lot to like really speculate on necessarily mm-hmm. with the first film is very self-contained. Um, but uh, yeah, as, as a franchise grows, you tend to see the fan base build out, you know, broader and broader to where you, you get, you know, a lot of fan fiction works, people interested in comic book or novel spinoffs, um, you know, TV spinoffs. Uh, I know there has been like a comic book series related to Frozen. I haven't read it from, from Dark Horse comics. 
Um, I haven't read it either. Okay. No. Yeah. It could be interesting. Um, I was curious, like how much it is supposed to affect the events within the continuity of the films uh, when, when they do these things. Um, I, I'm very curious about the geopolitical aspects of the, the frozen universe. Um, and I would have wanted those to be explored in, in future sequels. Um, th that might be difficult to do to sort of have like a game of Thrones style uh, wartime epic uh, told through the Disney animation, um, just a, a lot of moving parts, parts involved in, in that type of scenario. Um, but I, I think it could be done you know, with the, the success and the resources that they've had in recent years to just really go full bore into like high fantasy. But also I, I wanted to have them, you know, film set firmly within the context of Northern Europe, you know, circa the 19th, early 19th century. So is, is this world that we're seeing with Arendelle purely uh, a metaverse uh, a la Westeros or um, the Middle Earth in, in Lord of the Rings? Or, or is it supposed to be our world just with a few differences? I wonder if they'll address that. I'm sure they will. I'm sure that, well, I hope they will. We can only hope. <laughs> Either way, you could, I think, develop a pretty interesting geopolitical scenario, um, you know, the neighboring um, kingdoms and, and how Arendelle and Elsa might um, factor into, like, the ambitions of, of nearby mo um, rulers, um, whether, whether it's set in a real world or not. I think the only re indication that this could be like actual real life Europe from the first movie is like the accents <laughs> of some of the foreign dignitaries present mm -hmm. at the uh, um, at, at the coronation. Uh, other than that, I, I, you know, there aren't any references, any like real life places. Um, I know there. Did I ever mention on the show? Uh, internally at Disney Animation, they do have a map of the, oh, no. the Princess Kingdoms. Yes. Oh, wait, no, you've never mentioned that to me. Is there a place that okay. we can find this map online? Or no, this, <laughs> this might be kind of a big scoop, honestly. Um, I heard it on a podcast that I helped co-produce, Disney Coast to Coast. The, the host, Jeff, um, interviewed the creator of Elena of Avalor. And okay. um, I love Elena. Yeah. In um, the development of this series, the, the creator, uh, who was also the, the creator of Sophia the First. Um, yeah, because Elena was trapped in her locket. Their story is super intertwined. Yeah. Um, they you know, wanted to figure out a way they could integrate some of these other characters from the Disney fairy, fairy tales. Right. Craig Gerber is his name, the, the creator and writer of, of these series. Um, and so they developed, like there's a, they had a team come up with like a, a fantastical map of all the kingdoms from which the you know, individual princesses hail. How, you know, how much bearing it, is supposed to have on the actual canon of, of these films is a question versus just within the context of the show, Elena of Avalor and Sophia the first. Um, 
I, I, I don't think necessarily the teams developing these films take this, uh, this map into account, but it, it could be at least a basis for like trying to figure out, you know, if they did take it in that direction, you know, how, how they would address a broader geopolitical climate in these films. I don't know, Philip. <laughs> Sorry. Hands on the map. No, that's super interesting. I'd yeah. love like to see the map and then do a whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Frozen's Arendelle is probably somewhere at the the top or the bottom, the North or the South Pole. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I I would rather, yeah, it be a little bit more comprehensive than I'm sure this fairly simplistic fantasy. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say it. it's probably simplistic. It, it could actually be pretty well fleshed out. But, um, you know, I, I like to imagine that um, Frozen is sort of distinct from some of the other films and that it could relate a little bit more heavily to not just a fairy tale world, but also the, the real world. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be happily surprised because I, I think that's probably the direction they'll but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. This well, is yeah. the fun of it. We can speculate all we want. This is me speculating on what would ultimately be the the third installment if, if they did to go a more grounded route with that. I'm pretty sure this one's just going to stick mainly to the, uh, the fantastical, the fantastical realm. Um, so banking on some cool designs with the, the giants and the spirits um, and this kind of uh, fantasy adventure uh, or action adventure uh, genre. Um, but in terms of like actual theming with the characters, I, you know, that's, that's where I'm really curious where they'll take it. And I hope they do something, you know, very, very substantive with it. All right. All right. I know you got limited time. So, um, anything else to say regarding? Yeah, no, I'm just happy that we could squeeze this in. Mm-hmm. All I had in my notes was purple dress underline power origin underline what's with the horses, <laughs> and I love the little ice boat that Olaf and Anna are in when they go down a waterfall. Those were all my notes. I was just oh, yeah. excited to talk about it because mm-hmm. I'm just I've never been more excited for an animated movie in my life, like including my childhood. So. Oh no, for sure. Beautiful landscape shot of the of Elsa's ice castle in the distance, with the uh, uh, wagon being pulled on, on wheels behind Sven. We see mm-hmm. a, a wheeled sled. <laughs> uh, I, I suppose, aka just a a carriage or a, or a horse cart. Um, the did we mention we see on an Elsa's mother briefly? Yep. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Um, so I, 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 that's one aspect of the original that I would love to see addressed. Yeah. It looks like we will, the, you know, what was the extent of Elsa's interaction with the rest of her family? Uh, how, how isolated were, was she? I like to imagine she did have an affectionate relationship with at least her parents. Um, and, and that's why like she, she was just so distraught when they died, even though they were kind of responsible for screwing her up. They were also her one kind of guiding light. (laughs) I I really hope that they take some time to, like you said, just 
open up the doors a little bit into their childhood and all that time we skip over in the original because I have so many ideas of how that time was spent between their their toddler years and their adulthood um, with the parents in the house. So I don't know, we'll see. I, I have a feeling I'm gonna like think it's a 10 out of 10 no matter what, mm. but I do have lots of questions and I hope that they're answered in this movie. All right, well, we'll have a journey to the Forbidden Lands epic tale November 22nd November 22nd all right thanks so much Jody talk to you later yep we'll talk to you soon bye